When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a meander into their life. Today I'm speaking to comedian, ex-Obzingani registrar and writer, Adam Kay. Adam's career as an NHS Obzingani registrar was the basis for his hilariously funny, yet candid books, This Is Going To Hurt and Follow Up, Twas A Night Before Christmas. They paved the way for his children's medicine books, his BBC TV series and his comedy tour. Later this year, Adam is launching his new book, Undoctored, which tells the story of his life since hanging up his scrubs, something we'll be talking about in this episode. Before we start this week's stomp, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone that's got a copy of A Better Day. The reaction's been unbelievable, and it means a lot to me. I really did put everything into that book. I believe it can really help people around this country. It's essential to sit down and read this book. Whether you're a parent, a teacher, uh, adult with a young person in their lives, please check it out. It's aimed at 11 to 14-year-olds. I hope it'll be a little tool, a friend for them in good days and bad. It's available now, online, or in any good bookstore. We'll also put a link in the show notes. Cheers, guys. Welcome to the Stomcast, Adam Kay. Thank you very much for having me. How are you doing? I'm all right. Well, I should say I'm extremely hot. Yes. Because it's, yes. We're, we're recording mid-heat wave. We are more. We are, literally are. But I'm very grateful that we, we've agreed a time of 4.30. And as I'm a, quite a pale-skinned gentleman, I'm quite happy to do it later on in the day. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, I'm not wearing, I'd say, ideal walking footwear. <laughs> I'm, I've gone for the... Adam I've, is in flip-flops. But I've prioritised the heat over... Uh, yes. <laughs> sensible, sensible attire. Well, uh, well, maybe we'll dive straight in actually before we even do our grounding and say what is in your stomping toolkit. Is, is the is the Javianas a, a key part of that? No, I mean, no- round gear. Normally, normally it's I'm more more sort more wellies, yes. wellies, dog, dog, and all the dog equipment, mainly poo bags. Poo bags, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> top exactly. Um, and 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 some and some music, you know phone and headphones what kind of music do you listen to i what was i mean i've got quite broad church music so generally i'll just be i'll just have the radio one and then someone will come on and thought oh i haven't heard that for ages and then sort of do a do a walk so uh uh this morning's walk uh, was accompanied by uh, tom waits okay uh, uh, uh which was you know sort of Quite, quite a moody walk as a result. I should, you... have, should have gone sort of more Beach Boys thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, with your attire. Are you more of a, you know, when you're walking, do you listen to kind of quite moody music? Is it like when you're thinking of the next book? Is it the ideas or do you come here to escape? What, what is your tactic um, on the walk? Well, I'm not, I'm not one of nature's walkers, mm-hmm. but the dog means that I have to be because otherwise... It's kind yeah. of mean. Yeah, it is kind of mean. Don't know what happens. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's woofy enough as it is without, uh, without being cooped up inside. So, um, 
So main 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 focus is uh, is, is uh, keeping the dog, keeping the dog safe and alive on the walk. Um, if I've got writing problems, so I go walking. I think is quite good for sort of ironing out problems. And like, oh, what happens to this character on this TV show? Or I've run out of ideas for my book, and I'm on chapter three. Uh, so walking is quite good for that. With the, when when that's happening, I tend tend to not wander with with music. I just need my I need my thoughts uninterrupted by uh, by uh, Britpop or whatever. It's it's an interesting one because music sometimes is great for relaxing, but also can actually lead your thoughts down a certain like like if I'm listening to classical music, I'll start having certain kind of thoughts and maybe when I listen to rock music, they're very different, that makes sense, isn't it? When you need like yeah. a clear mind, sometimes you do just need to just have silence almost, or, nat- or just the sound of nature. Yeah. Particularly if you're looking to be in a creative mood, maybe. Tell you what I found, because I've moved um, from London out to Oxfordshire. Oh, oh there you go. That's pheasant, noises of pheasant. There's a pheasant. Proof, proof a we're pheasant. not just doing it in yes. a studio. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Please continue. Um, there's something for me more creative about countryside mm. and silence and you know bubbling brooks and all, all of that london i love and i you know i lived in london for 40 years that's part of and i sort of i really struggle with the idea of moving out of london i feel like a londoner but actually there is something to be said for the kind of quiet that you never quite get in London, it, it, it is a it's kind of catch twenty two. I always find with London. What I love about London is also what I hate. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's for kind sure. of the hustle and bustle is amazing, and that's the, the but feeling. But also, sometimes you don't want everyone on top of you. No, you want to kind of escape a little bit. Which part of London? Where, where are we from? Uh, West London. Uh, so uh, Chiswick. Chiswick way. Uh, which is, and I'd uh, I I grew up South East London. Then I went to university in West London, sort of. London's quite tribal, isn't it? Once you've found a, once you've found a quadrant, <laughs> yeah. you sort of stick to it. And so we, um, we stuck in, uh, in West London and, um, and we've headed further west. Well, I said, if I, you know, I've generally lived South West London and I feel like if I tried to venture east, I'd quickly be like told to leave or something. It's kind of oh, like, yeah. And north and south, the north-south divide is a real thing, isn't it? It's also, London's massive. This is, it's like... Um, You'd never normally say if you lived in London, oh, I'm just going to pop to Leeds for the evening. But often it would be quicker to get to Leeds <laughs> yeah, than to cross to the other side of, of London. And we do that without thinking, ah, oh, it's only an hour and 45 to nothing. get to Greenwich. No, don't worry about it. I always think wherever you go in London, even if it's really close, it's always a minimum of 40 minutes. My, my friends used to think I was crazy traveling an hour to go from, I used to work in Lewisham Hospital. And at oh, one yeah. point I lived in Fulham. So I'd go from Fulham to Lewisham, which is, Geographically, it's only about 11 miles, but in terms of logistics in London, yes. yes, it is the most awkward place. By, via tra- public transport, an hour and 40, I think, was the quickest And that's do. why you bought your helicopter. That's why I got the helicopter, exactly. Yeah. Got my licence, flew over there, no problem. <laughs> Landed Lewisham Car Park, on you go. It wasn't for the helipad, it was for the Alex pad. Um, <laughs> I had to cycle, it was the only logical way. And my friends were baffled that I would travel like an hour to get to work. It's like travelling yeah. in Wales, you can go from Carmarthen than to Cardiff in that time, which is about 50, 60 miles or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy London, isn't it? It is, but now when I go to London, it's a real treat. Yes. And I think we got sort of complacent of the, you know, now if we want to go to the, 
you know, we can't walk to the shops, we can't, you know, we can't, you know, the theatre involves a lot of planning and no choice because there's, you know, there's only one place we could realistically get to. But when we, you know, when we go to London, the choice of a million restaurants and it's, yeah. uh, it's like being a tourist. So you enjoy, you're enjoying it in a very different way, maybe? Yeah, definitely. I'm not, I, I don't take, I don't take London for granted anymore. Let's talk about where we are. So, Five Senses, I, I really enjoy doing this because I think it gives the listeners, the stompers, a bit of an idea about where we are. And I guess maybe they can think about the similarities in their own place and gets us nice and grounded for this podcast. So, shall we start with a sense of, let's start with vision. What can we see? What can we see? So, to the right, we've got a, I'm going to say cops. I'm still learning my country language. Cops, yeah. I'll go cops, that. Lots, of, lots of trees, um, but we're sort of mostly in a, a, I'm going to say field. That's another field. country word. It's a field. It is a field. There's lots of grass. Lots of grass. Can you hear the grass people? A bit of ASMR. We try and get. Oh yeah. We, yeah. Had, we had church singing the other week when I was doing ASMR. Like random church singing in the field. There's a bit of it. There's a bit of. There's very yellow grass because it's remarkably hot as it is across the country. Most of the yes. grass is kind of bleached. That's, I mean, that's. No, it's not looking. You know, it's not sort of Chelsea Garden Show <laughs> grass. There's lots of big trees around. It's. Ro- it's. But I would. I would describe this as rolling countryside. Rolling Oxfordshire countryside. It's beautiful. Yeah, why not? What can you smell? I can smell cut grass. It's quite dry, isn't it? Yeah, it's this sort of dry, dry You know, that's, grass. that reminds me of this. When I smell dry grass, that it really reminds me of my childhood. I grew up in um, uh, Carmarthen in West Wales, and I used to love the summers because we didn't live in a farm or anything like that, but a little small holding. And when the grass was uh, being cut and baled, I used to love it running outside, climbing on the bales, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of that. I mean, you can do that now. You can do bale climbing, we used to do. You could, I can see you doing that. I could do, do that. I don't see any bales around here, but... Uh, There's a few in the distance. We may, yes. we may have an opportunity. I could go full Theresa May running through fields of wheat. <laughs> that, that was her thing, wasn't it? I mean, there, there is an aspect of, of having to make your own fun when you're, when you're living out, out here. Yes, so. certainly that's one way of doing it. So we, we can smell that kind of yeah. Yeah, fresh cut grass. What can you feel? There's not much of a breeze, warm sun. Not much of a breeze. <gasps> Look, see that? We literally it's just had a rabbit. little rabbit run within, was that within three feet, four feet? Yeah. Of your left ankle? It was good. We quite often get the sort of, uh, you know, the little Tory deer, you know, the muntjac, uh, <laughs> muntjac deer. There's lots of those bouncing around. But, Liv- uh, living their best lives, running around. They are, but so, a sort of, it's the slightest, you know, it's not going to be rocking a weather vane, is it? But... It's a nice, actually, do you know what? This is probably a, a, coming up to my favorite time of day. Do you know when it's just like the heat of the day is gone? Yeah. There's a nice warmth. The evening is coming, which means dinner time, which I love. Uh, and a glass of wine for many, if you'd like to yeah. enjoy a glass of wine. Uh, obviously non-alcoholic versions are available. Uh, but <laughs> enjoying the sunshine this time of day is much better for me. I love it. The warmth in your skin. It is. I mean, the last few days I've been doing very early morning walks. Have you? And I'm not, you know, since leaving medicine, I'm not one of uh, I'm not one of the morning people. I see. I see. Uh, so, but so the dog that, that gets you up, of, though, doesn't it? Dog. I mean, it's unfair to take a, a dog out when it's too hot. So we yes. sort of we're doing six a.m. walks, and I sort of I've never seen six a.m. from either direction for a good decade. It? How do you find it? How do you, as someone who say you're not a morning person, how do you do you enjoy that now? That aspect of getting up nice and early. No. To be no. No, I hate getting up early. It's a nightmare. The only point of getting up early is if you're going on a lovely holiday, and then and then you're like, okay, fine. 
I'm and get up early because I'm going to Gatwick Airport. <laughs> what a great destination. <laughs> and maybe, maybe even further beyond. <laughs> if you're lucky. Right, let's talk about what's our other senses. We've got, oh, you're taste. You're the doctor, mate. A taste. Well, I do, you're, yeah, you're, still, you're still a doctor. There's a DR there. Uh, what, what can you taste? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't have many options. Well, I, I, do, I don't eat rabbit. I'm vegetarian. <laughs> so, and I just don't. Well, that one got away. It was too quick. No one's catching that one. That was one, quick. I can, um, I can, as I said before, I often appreciate the absence of taste. And the absence of taste is this, that horrible, uh, you know, back of a bus kind of fumes that you probably yeah. would have got used to in London. London. London's got slightly chewy air, doesn't it? And yes. I didn't realise until I'd left. Very it's like chewy. the, you're used to that. It's like you don't, you stop hearing the, the bus that goes, you know, past your front yeah. door because it's always there. You sort of forget what the air should, should, should taste be like. like. Yeah. Should, it's the like, quality of it, what it should actually be like. Yeah, it's like it's like sort of like if you we we, we were on holiday a few a few weeks ago and I sort of um, um, had a salad and it had like really nice tomatoes in. I was like, oh, I'd forgotten that tomatoes could taste, taste of something. <laughs> so, it's my my, my <laughs> ones I get at the supermarket don't. Um, but so where's your shop? I'm, I'm not going to go there. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to damage you potential sponsorship deals. Yeah, you've got absolutely. With Please don't. Yes, no. Waitrose, um, we love you. Tesco, Sainsbury's, all of you. Fantastic. How lovely. And uh, but yeah, it's, there's a. I said, and I only, I only notice it when I go back into, into town now. So I'm a real convert. If you'd, if you'd have done this um, four years ago, I think before we'd even sort of thought about moving out. I would have said, no, nonsense, no, it's all about London. Because I, I, be, I must admit, I kind of had you down, and I hope you don't take any offences, but I had you down as quite a city person, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, totally a city person. And so person. when I was like, we were coming out here, I was like, oh. Yeah. I thought I really had you down as like full-on city, riding your, what's it called, Brompton bike around. <laughs> I could see you in one of those. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sort of, maybe it's an age thing, and also, you know, trying different things. But actually, uh, you know, the lockdown happened... Uh, very soon after we moved uh, uh, out, and it was uh, suspiciously soon after we moved out. But it was a—it uh, uh, it makes a big difference to your life when you're cooped up if you've got a garden For sure. compared to you know. For sure. I mean, I, I think it's fascinating when you hear, uh, and I, I, I know you certainly recognise that. But it's fascinating when you hear people going, "Oh gosh, it was—it was so different." I think it was for everyone in different ways, but it's very different living at the top of a tower block with with a two-year-old and you're not allowed, and no balcony, and you're not no allowed to. to and I sort anywhere. of was entirely aware yeah. of my of my blessings, uh, you know, at, during at, that time, at, 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 that, at that point. Right, let's talk about a final sense. I believe we've done four so far. Oh right, a okay. final one is sound. Hearing, sound. what can you hear? What have we got? Let's stop walking. So otherwise, it's just the sound of feet and me panting. Um, <laughs> there's a sort of oh, bit of bit of birds. Is that a that's that's, that's that a, a flamingo? That's a flamingo, flamingo. I think there. A few a few penguins, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh look, there it is. There's a red kite. That's what it was. Is that it? I said a kite, didn't I? You did. did I you actually did. Yeah. A red kite. There it is. There it is. Oh, yeah. Wow. wow. That's having a lovely time, isn't it? You can it? tell, and this is the lack, I don't have much bird knowledge, but I understand it's because of the um, triangle at the tail, isn't that right, with the red kite? They have like a little snip I mean, in the tail. I someone's going to correct me. I'll some, take some, your word for it. Some, yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be emails about it. Yes. Uh, 
but yeah. and reviews on podcasts on the podcast saying it was fantastic to listen to but ontological knowledge really you know, really let him about, down nothing about birds but yeah it's just having a glide isn't it god that's a lovely noise yeah and other than that there's not a lot but isn't that the beauty of it here yeah it is it is and i'm actually you know i'm quite productive i sit outside and uh, just sort of where do you write me. where do you where do you do your writing so most mostly I write at night, mm. um, but and that always used to be the thing when when we when we were in London. Um, the only way I could, I guess, it was distractions. So the traffic stopped and the phone stopped and Twitter went to bed and Facebook went to bed, and I had no other ways of distracting myself. And so I would I would just um, I would just sit at my at my desk and. Um, and work all through the night. But now I'm becoming slightly more of a, a day person because um, the, uh, you know, fewer distractions uh, for all of our, however many senses you came up with, five senses. And um, also I'm, I, I seem to have fewer friends than ever. Uh, so, so there's less of them to, uh, uh, to and distract why is that? me. What do you mean? I can't, you must be a very popular gentleman. I, I just, I don't know. There's some, I mean, one downside of moving out is I've moved away from see, yeah. moved away from you know the people are, are around us, but um, there's been a bit of a I've noticed a bit of a diaspora from London in the last few years, which I think is a, a combination of prices going you know extortionate and just literally pricing people out of being able to live in London, which is sad, and also uh, that the sort of the healthier thing, which is people realizing um sort of during and after the pandemic or oh, we're not we're not after it yet but you know yeah. uh, the worst of it that um that you can i mean you can't as a as a, as a doctor but you, you you can often work uh further away and stuff that we thought could only happen in person actually can just be an email or a zoom or do you think people are being more not selfish on the word but maybe prioritizing their own health a bit more over oh yeah yeah I think yeah, it's the it's the positive version of of selfish, isn't it? It's putting putting yourself or your family or whatever it is ahead of your your job, because and in, and you'll 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 know very well that um, in medicine it's not so much seen as your job; it's your defining characteristic. Yeah, that's and a like, brilliant way of putting it. You're just you know, but whatever your job is and however brilliant it is for society, mm. it is still a job. A job. And one and, must be paid for that job as well, which is an interesting debate at the moment. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's not even a yeah. I'd say it's not even a debate. It's that it's a, even if you work in public service, whatever you do, you need to be paid fairly for it. Yeah. And also, a job is ultimately what funds your evenings and your weekends yeah. and your holidays. Which, which, and, and doing all of that, and if you actually forget the kind of benefit for that person actually allows that person to be a functional member of your wider team in hospital. Of course it does. And, and yeah. it's, I, I just honestly, you know, I don't know, looking at like, how, what does it cost to rent like a one bed in London? It's like 1,500, 600 quid, just for a, a quid a month just for a one bed. And you know, how, so how are... Producer is sticking, <laughs> sticking is her hand higher, yeah. higher. So the price how, is right, higher, how, higher. How can people, how can, you know, NHS staff, so, you know, nurses and doctors starting on the lower rungs, how can they afford to live anywhere near where they work? So if you work somewhere like Kings or anyone that wins in zone three or two or even closer, you've got no chance of living anywhere near there, realistically. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's disgusting and there's two problems there. There is this hyperinflation of, 
of prices and there's the financial undervaluing of the of the people who who work there and they've they've just you know the two things have moved in opposite directions to the extent that um you know people are people, people are struggling are, to afford it yeah i mean i had i was really interesting a consultant was um when i was i actually stopped working at Lucian about a year ago to focus uh -huh. on my mental health work but one of the consultants there was saying to me and i thought it was a brilliant example he said london bridge when he you know started as a junior doctor years ago he said you know, you could buy a flat for about 50 grand, two ah. bed, on the, you know, lovely, yeah, two bed. And he said, you're starting at about 25 grand. The problem is now, you're starting at about 25 grand or 26 grand, whatever. And uh, the same flat's now about spot two million, million quid. quid yeah. Yeah. Well, and the rest. God, London Bridge are 1.5 uh, million or whatever. You know, so, oh, yeah. so, so, so it's what, like X amount of times more. So you yeah. don't stand a chance. And it's not just, obviously, doctors, but it's very difficult for anyone. I think people maybe are looking and going, do you know what? For the life that I would have, why don't I live in a place like the countryside where I can yeah. focus on my health a bit more, prioritise yeah. family? It's, it's, it's. I think a lot of people are making that call, aren't they? I, th I, th I think, uh, I, th I think huge, huge numbers, and uh, and it's potentially easier if you work in a if your job's more office based. Yes. And difficult if you work in a hospital. Difficult if you work in a hospital, but you know there are there are other hospitals, you know, yes. all around the all around the country and um, I think after such an awful time as as the pandemic you have to find the small positives where you can I think mm. one of them is that um, working can be more flexible you know mm. there's this sort of um, uh, heard Jacob Rees-Mogg the other day saying we need to end flexi time across the public sector why it's brilliant yeah, why? what so <laughs> you don't want your Let's not work go backwards, let's go to, forwards. Exactly. Let's, let's embrace what, what worked. And I like, think the world was changing, but very slowly. And then all of a sudden, it's amazing what a pandemic will do. Uh, the, the, the world will adapt, and it has to adapt to this new way. And I think there's things, and I talk about like the work-life balance quite a lot and the work that I do. And I think, you know, clearly, I think for young people who, uh, young people who actually make up probably the loneliest um, age group yeah. being able to be in the workspace and meet other colleagues and able to go in for an after work drink or whatever is hugely important but also you know flexible working can be really beneficial for people who maybe have family or young children or you know because yeah. I mean I haven't got children but I hear from friends that it's rather expensive to get them into nursery and things like that yes. it takes up people's whole wages whereas if there's a bit of flexibility they can have the career yeah maybe you know clearly i'm not saying that obviously women have to make so much sacrifices and men as well but there is some element of you can have the career and you can actually you know have why would you not well. make life easier for people whatever their situation if someone's happier i bet that they're going to be working performing better at work and more likely to stay in the in the job if it works well with their with their life and um i was speaking to a friend who um who's a he's a medical consultant and runs a, a clinic for a, a, a huge it's a very specialized clinic so people travel for hundreds of miles to come to this 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 little clinic i won't say what it is because that would identify him but for years he was saying to um to his hospital do you think we could do some sort of telemedicine set up where everyone you know because if i don't physically need to lay my hands on them most of my checkups i think yeah. i could just i could just do over you know over the over the internet over the phone or whatever and the hospital was saying ah oh, yeah but confidentiality and i don't know how we sort it out within 10 minutes of the pandemic oh, of course it was like that and yeah. and happily it's it stayed there and so 
you know, we've learnt that you don't have to necessarily be in, mm. you know, the same room. But well, for many things, if, if you look at, for example, therapy, a huge amount of people, and actually, probably especially the younger generation, don't really want to sit in a room in a, in a, with a weird seat opposite someone else they don't really know who's going to ask them with a pen and paper in a white mm -hmm. room. They, they, they're quite happy and, in fact, find it often easier to be on Zoom. Yeah or to be on the phone. And that has been a huge adaptation as well. All the therapists have gone, oh, actually, gosh, my clients actually really find it, or my patients, whatever you call them, find it a lot easier to be over the phone or over Zoom. So I, I, I am a big believer that technology, you know, medicine's amazing in many ways, and we have got such advanced treatments for things. But I think sometimes, and this segues us nicely, I think, but there's a fear sometimes of, what if we do this? Oh gosh, we can't open the doors here. You know, yeah. technology or social media. NHS or... is a very, very big ship to steer. Yeah, very big indeed. And there's a fear but... around steering it the wrong there, way. Sometimes to is... its detriment, maybe, maybe to its detriment. Yeah, no, for sure. You need to, you know, you always need to make changes when they have evidence and they're they're going to be good for the patients because mm. that's why you do the, you know, that's why you do the job. But yeah, we need to be. We need to be open to new technologies and new ideas, whatever they are. But I absolutely agree. I've spoken to um, a bunch of people in the, in the, in the, in the mental health uh, sphere who, who say that they get, they get much, much better percentage of their people turning up. It's like, I mean, if you've got to trek across London or get a bus or whatever it is, it's like going to the gym. The hardest thing to do is leaving the house, yes. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like, actually, I can't be bothered to put my trainers yeah. on and, yeah. And I say, oh, yeah, it's probably raining when I'm walking. But, I, you know, I know having, you know, having been to therapy, it's, it can be, even though the net result of it is, is a positive, yeah. it can be difficult, the yeah. actual sessions themselves. You just have to, you know, in order to, to move forward, you sometimes have to rake over some, some slightly difficult stuff and so it's there are fewer excuses when all you have to do is sort of lever open your laptop and press mm. a button so yeah that's I feel very similarly actually in many ways about exercise and it, generally this was the whole premise of why I started talking about stomping years ago on my socials and now started the the stomp classes because I think we exercise is such like a marketing thing and yes. often exercise is so exclusional of fantastic forms of movement that aren't going to a gym and squatting 100 kilos <laughs> you can get some really great benefits by just yeah. opening your door and even if you're living in the city like i do you can find often parks or, or little bits of greenery around you and find so much benefit just from just from walking and moving and i think we actually are alienating so many people that would benefit from from this form of exercise and movement by saying, oh, you've got to get a gym membership and travel to whatever. And oh yeah, and buy these trainers. And you need these trainers specifically And it has to have this them. name on the side of them. And yeah, that's, that's another reason to not go, isn't it? There's the, the outlay, but... Uh, Especially in these times. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you, you know, if you, don't need to, if you don't need to physically travel somewhere, um, you know, and you don't need to get the, get the bus or the tube or whatever. So, I mean, we're having a little wander here and it's, it's really such a beautiful environment. I think probably the answer for us, you can just look around as to why you go out for a walk and stuff. But you know, why do you, you know, why do you find it so kind of beneficial? Is it that kind of time with your dog outside? Is it the creativity? Is it your mental health? I think it's in you know 2022. It's quite rare to have much time just on your own with your own thoughts, and I think. For better or worse, we all do need to have that 
that time with ourselves when you're not, you know, dashing off to work or doing a school run or whatever your life looks like. And I've, um, I think some of the, some of my biggest problems in writing have been ironed out when I, uh, when I've just been just, just me wandering around or generally with a dog. Well, I think it's interesting that you look at some of the greatest ideas that have ever come to mankind's kind of lapse has been kind of created when people have been doing absolutely nothing or sat around outside or walking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've had some ideas, some terrible ideas, but I say most, <laughs> of the, most or a decent number of the good ones have been while I'm not thinking or looking at a problem or trying to sort it out in whatever way I'm trying to sort it, I'm just actually just out moving them outside and just at, at peace because creativity often comes from yes, silence, doesn't it? it? It does. I mean, if you've got a thousand other things jumbling around in mm. your, your mind, where, how are you going to... How, and, and creativity isn't just something that, um, that writers need or, you know, it's, it's all of us. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode with Adam Kay, Stomping in Oxfordshire. If you're still getting your steps in, make sure to go and listen to part two now or come back to catch up on your walk tomorrow. See you soon. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.